We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92. You can follow me at Bill Trochi. Keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Bill, you're back from here. Should I introduce you as the tired Bill Bender from uh, about four or five days of nonstop action in Houston. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it was a good time and all busy and, you know, <laughs> go right back in. You would say the season's over, but it's not. That's not how this works. But, uh, um, yeah, it was a, a really good trip. A lot of takes and a lot of writing and a lot of reporting and, and some bad travel day yesterday. But we're here and we'll have some fun. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this this show. We're gonna have three shows this week. This one's gonna focus on the Michigan Washington National Championship. Michigan, of course, knocked off Washington thirty four thirteen. Eventually, put them away in the fourth quarter. And we're gonna go over kind of you know how it happened and some of the aftermath, some of the takes, and some of the on the ground observations that you had there. Uh, so let's get into that. But first, Trochi trivia. Are you ready? Uh, J.J. McCarthy threw for 140 yards in beating Washington. Mm-hmm. Can you name the only other CFP winning national championship title game quarterback who has thrown for under 200 yards in the 10-year history of the 14 playoff? There's There are two quarterbacks now that have uh, won the championship with under 200 yards passing. So, We'll revisit that trivia question at the end of the show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, let's get into uh, the championship game. So the two main storylines to me before and a lot of people before the game was can Washington slow down the Michigan running game? They gave up six yards of carry to Texas. That was a, a something to keep an eye on. And then, of course, on the other side, can Michigan's defense slow down this Washington passing attack? And both questions were answered very strongly in Michigan's favor. Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about that on the podcast last week that even though I didn't pick it that way, that I could see that happening. And, you know, especially in the first quarter, I think Michigan just had Washington's run defense scheme schemed up and allowed Donovan Edwards to hit a couple long runs. Uh, it allowed uh, them to build an early lead and take control of the game. And then Washington adjusted to that. And, and they played well for the most part against the run after that. But I mean, anybody that looks at the box score and sees, 300 rushing yards and eight yards per carry. Yeah, Washington's not winning that game. It doesn't matter how hot Michael Penix is. And um, they made Michael Penix uncomfortable. He he wasn't awful, but they just – Michigan keeps you in front. They didn't allow big plays. Michael Penix missed a couple big plays. He missed an early first-quarter touchdown to Rome. He missed a deep shot to Rome. I was chuckling. I mean, that that I saw it on our Slack channel at Sporting News about the missed holding calls. I'm like, so – now the ACC officials are, uh, you know, rigging this game for Michigan. Come on, man. There was a couple missed holding calls. Those don't matter. Michigan was the better team. Uh, they, they did a good job of keeping the Washington up front. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, and what, but Washington hung in there. It was a one-score game into the fourth quarter. So it's not like they got ran off. The score probably doesn't justify what the final was. I felt like it kind of did. It was like Washington could never get its feet under them. They never, you know, it would be a, a jumping off sides. Like, you know, when they had a little bit of momentum or they committed a holding penalty when they have a little bit of momentum. And it was like they were holding on just by their fingernails there for most of the game. And then it finally, it fell apart. Uh, pr- could have fallen apart a lot earlier. The holding calls were, it's more of a, a factor of just how close the game was going to slip slipping away from Washington. You got to point to this call and this call. Well, then maybe things. I mean, they were momentum changing calls, but Washington needed them badly and didn't get them. Michigan didn't necessarily need them. 
uh, stat for you on the first quarter. Uh, Washington gave up two yards, two runs of 40 or more yards all season. And they gave up three in the first quarter <laughs> right. against Michigan. Donovan Edwards was untouched on both of his 40-yard touchdown runs. Untouched. It's unheard of. Um, so they did settle in a little bit. But Michigan still ran the ball when they needed to run it. I mean, it, this wasn't a McCarthy game. This was a, a, a running attack game. and. Washington just, they, I guess you could say they had chances, but they were just never comfortable. I guess that's my biggest thing is that they had, I believe, four possessions in the second half down a touchdown, starting with the first one, and they threw a pick on the first play. They went pick, they got it back to seven, and then they had three more, and they went punt, punt, punt. So, I mean, they never truly threatened Michigan. It was like, well, here you go. It might be, it might happen here. It might happen here, but it never happened. I mean, it's, no, I mean, I disagree. I mean, it was one score game in the fourth quarter and they were, they were within striking distance several times. They took the momentum at the end of the half. Um, Michigan went for it on a fourth down, which was dumb. They ran right. the same. But even the, even that drive, like it took a fourth down touchdown pad. Like right. it was nothing like boom, boom, boom. Here they come. Like that, that was a barely bare, you know, that it was not an impressive drive right before the half. I didn't think they managed the clock well. And then it took a fourth down pass to get into the end zone. So, you know, it, it wasn't like Washington was ever in rhythm in, in, in my opinion. Well, that's big 10 football. They take you out of like people that were saying this game is terrible. This game is trash. Like you clearly haven't watched Big Ten football. We watched. We've been watching this for twenty five years. They run the ball. They stop the run, and they try to make it ugly for you. And it's exactly what Michigan did, and they did it all the way to a national championship. So you know, Washington. I, I just they they did just enough to make Michael Penix uncomfortable. He was. We had talked about before the game, you know, Michael Penix under pressure, 45% completion percentage. They weren't landing on the sacks. The, and the, probably the biggest play in the game in some ways to me was the interception right out of the third third quarter, first play. You know, Michigan goes up, they get another score that way, and they're able just to keep them at arm's length. And Washington never controlled the tempo in that game. They made some plays. Penix made some mistakes. I think it showed that he's – I. I this is the conversation for another day, but the only sure things in the NFL draft are Caleb and Drake to me. The rest of those guys, you're gambling. And I think Michael Penix is included in that discussion. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Penix before the game. Uh, I looked at his QBR rating for the last two years at Washington. The Sugar Bowl of the 20, 27 games at that point was the number one game for him, the whole, his whole career at Washington. Uh, and then, so I didn't expect him to play at quite that level again. Uh, but it, it, he dropped off significantly. He, it, this was the 22nd rated game of his 28 games at Washington. Uh, I looked at his pro football focus numbers. I don't know if you saw him under pressure. He had 17 pressures during the game, uh, was three for 15 with a sack, a five yard scramble, he did throw the touchdown under pressure, um, but you know you talk about forty five percent under pressure. He was only twenty percent under pressure against Michigan, and even when he wasn't under pressure, uh, his completion percentage was not great. Like you said, he missed some guys. Some guys dropped passes at key times. 
uh, that Washington has not been doing this year. And the wide receivers never got going. And what was uh, the one? There was another. Oh, the, his average. And I, I thought this was happening while I was watching it. And I, the Pro Football Focus stats backed me up. The average depth of target, he was not throwing the ball downfield. He had so many, especially in the first half, passes one yard with two yards down the field behind the line of scrimmage, one yard here, two yard here. He'd hit that tight end right away for like a, maybe a five or six. He was not taking shots. And I looked and for the whole season, this was the, his lowest average depth of target game for the whole season. So and that's whatever Michigan did, they took it away. They, they took away the deep ball or whatever. And, and, I think Washington anticipated that and put that into the game plan that they were going to dink and dunk. That's not really their style, and it, it really didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, they're good at keeping things in front, and, and that's what they did. The cover, they have All-Americans in the secondary. They have a good pass rush. They they were loaded. And, yeah, so, I, I mean, that that really didn't surprise me, I guess, that that was going on because I, I think that reminded me I made a – they played Purdue. This was a better version of Purdue with the receiver talent and quarterbacks. They last year when they played Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, who was an NFL quarterback, played a lot this year, spun it around and made some plays. But Michigan still kept it in front. And that, you know, Penix is he better than Aiden O'Connell? I don't know. Probably. Are their receivers better than Purdue's? Yes, but it's not. And again, they they've done this with Ohio State and their their attack. They'll they'll let you play between the twenties, but they at the end of the day they. It wasn't pretty at times, but and they let Washington back in the game in some ways, but they they definitely took care of business. Yeah, it felt like Alabama a little bit in terms of they have a chance to put them away, put them away, and then Alabama ended up taking the lead, uh, and Washington couldn't couldn't quite do that. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Switching gears over to the Michigan side, let's first, before we get to Harbaugh on your thoughts and, and how he handled the weekend, how he handled the post game, let's talk McCarthy a little bit. Um, not his best game, but he made one of the plays of the game, which that 30-yard scramble on third and five, and they were backed up inside their 10-yard line and then ran it on the next play, and it was like, okay, here they go. They kind of stalled out on that drive around midfield, but that that was a a big spot in the game. I think Michigan only led by a touchdown. Washington had momentum. They had pinned him on the punt. They got him into third and long, and McCarthy made a great play, had talked about it, uh, was kind of waiting to see the field open up, and it did open up for him. He used his speed. That was a great play. Um, but as far as like his NFL prospects, this game didn't help him. I wouldn't say it necessarily hurt him, but I don't know that it helped him. Uh, he's got a chance to come back if he wants to come back. Uh, on the flip side, he went 15 and 0 
And I don't know how much better his draft draft stock is today than it was on September 1st. Uh, I need a draft person to kind of tell me that. What's your opinion on the, the draft stock? Has it gone up? And now that the playoffs are over, is there a bigger, better chance that he might come back for a year? Um, yeah, I think he should come back if he wants to, you know, improve his draft stock. He'd probably be a late first round, maybe day two pick at this rate. But I, I it's hard to say. It's like I've had this debate with some of our NFL guys where he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't throw interceptions. He takes some risky throws. He's 27 and one as a starter. Um, he's also throwing to guys that like Roman Wilson and Cornelius Johnson aren't the borderline NFL guys. His tight ends are NFL guys, but they're not going to be like Gronk. I mean, I want to see him with NFL receivers. If he was at Ohio State, he'd be a first-round pick. There's no doubt because they would use him a lot differently. So um, he could. I think Quinn Ewers and him face the same decision, that they're going to either come back or, like I said, in this draft, the only two sure things are, are Caleb and Drake. And then everybody else, I mean, even Jaden Daniels to a certain extent, like he would have to fit at a certain team. Um, the rest of those guys will be borderline first round picks anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I could poke some holes in his game, but what he didn't do was make the big mistake. And, you know, again, when you've got eight yards per carry behind you, there were some people I know texting and asking and just saying, why is Michigan even bothering to throw? So, I mean, that's not his fault when they're dominating the game like that. Yeah, that's kind of the interesting situation he finds himself in. Is if even if he stays at Michigan, they're not going to change their style of how they play. So I don't know that he will improve his draft stock for the NFL staying at Michigan. If he went to an Ohio State, like you said, and he got a chance to throw the ball more and had more wide receivers, I mean, he's obviously not going to transfer to Ohio State, but like. I don't know. It's just a weird situation. Like, is he going to pilot another run-heavy team that finishes in the top five? And you know, or does he want to just really get into an NFL system and develop his own game and force himself to see how he will do in that stage one year early? I don't know. It's very interesting. He's a very interesting case to me. Ewers, if he comes back, which I think he probably will, can really develop himself under Sark, I think, and all those talented wide receivers, they like to throw the ball. His draft stock will go up. I'm not sure I could say the same thing about McCarthy if he ran it back with Michigan one more year. Well, I mean, that, that, that'll be the decision, and some of that is based maybe on what his coach does. You know, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot left for McCarthy to prove, but I kind of share the same opinion with some others that I bet you he's a little – He'll be better in the NFL than people think. It doesn't mean he's going to be the next Tom Brady, but I think he'll have a solid career somewhere. You know, a lot of quarterbacks played in the NFL, and he'll have that decision. Michigan's obviously going to have some heavy losses to the NFL draft. Yeah, I agree with you. I've said, I forget who I was talking to, uh, uh, Latovsky, actually, here in the office about, about McCarthy, and I think the – Michigan keeps him in shackles a little bit, and I do think he might be a better, more productive NFL quarterback than he has been in college. So um, speaking of the head man, Jim Harbaugh, we still, as we sit here on Wednesday, we do not know whether or not he is uh, coming back to Michigan. 
or if he's going to the NFL, he's got that uh, reported contact contract extension that he has not signed. Uh, Michigan's hoping he will sign it. Hasn't done it yet. There are now six openings. The Tennessee Titans yesterday uh, opened up their job. Mike Vrabel is on the market. I bet there's a few Ohio State fans out there uh, took notice of Mike Vrabel being on the market again. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Harbaugh? I know you made the case at SportingNews.com that he should stay in school. He's good for the college game. Uh, he advocates for the players uh, and has, you know, obviously proven to be extremely successful. Uh, whereas he will be just kind of another face on an NFL sideline when he gets back there. But um, do you? So you made the case for him. Do you think it'll happen? Probably not. I, I think he's done what he needs to do, and he deflected enough times into the instead of just coming out and saying, "Hey, you know, I'd like to be at Michigan next year. I'd like to be the coach." I, I it just adds up. I mean, general consensus is the hiring Don Yee got a lot of people's attention. The openings that are available have a lot of people's attention. Rather, it's probably going to be West Coast if it happens between the Raiders and Chargers. Those seem to be the favorites. Not feeling the Bears as much, not feeling the Panthers as much, um, which is weird. I mean, you could like for Michigan fans, it's like you celebrate winning a national title, but then there's some uncertainty coming. So and a lot of people are trying to make the equivalency. Well, if he leaves, you know, the NCAA won't hit him harder. I'm like, well, that's that's dumb. That's a dumb reason to stay or leave, because who cares what the NCAA thinks, first of all? Um, and then. It really comes down to what he wants. You know, I, I can I see somebody that is entertaining that a lot of people have preconceived opinions about because of the oddball behavior sometimes, which I think is by design, because the the Jim Harbaugh, you see him, you know, the players love him. So it really doesn't matter what I think or any other reporter thinks because his, he's got the locker room. That's all that matters. So um but yeah, I think he'll be in a Chargers or a Raiders sideline next year if I had to guess. And I think Sharon Moore will be Michigan's next coach, unless they get make do the smart thing and uh, give Caleb DeBoer a call. Ooh, I've seen that a little bit too. Uh, DeBoer's athletic director at Washington did not hire him, so there's that's a small factor there, of course. But you know. They would they would obviously take him back in a heartbeat. They try to do everything they can to keep him, but uh, yeah, was there was there a little DeBoer talk uh, out in Houston? Uh, should Harbaugh leave? Hypotheticals, but I mean, yeah, that would be smart to to go get him and the way that he's built the culture there. Midwest guy, smart, no nonsense, probably would do well there. So, but I don't know. You know, I mean, he obviously, uh, I think they'll hire Sharon. I just, it's just the scenario that makes the most sense and it may happen over the weekend. So I, I'm sure we're going to have some movement on that. It, I mean, by the, by early next week, I would anticipate there's some sort of resolution on what Jim Harbaugh's future plan is. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. So, um, all right, well, give me your final impressions of this championship. You've been to several at this point, uh, sounded like Michigan had the majority of the fans, in the stadium on Monday night. Uh, what was your overall impression of Houston and just kind of the uh, the curtain coming down on the four team and, uh, you know, just the general feel of the whole weekend? Oh, it was fun, man. It was fun seeing a Big Ten team in there for once. Pac-12 team, you know, it was good. 
the the moment I'm always going to remember is I was on the field afterward and there's the confetti and all that stuff and and having to be standing right there when Jack Harbaugh saw Jim for the first time and he let out this scream of like pride and uh, Jim ran over and picked him up and then picked his mom up and you know the, the family like I said people say that family's quirky this or that they're a football family there's a thousand of that I grew up in one. Like there's, you know, and John coming to the, I thought it was awesome when John came and said hi to him on the sideline. I don't care what anybody says. Like that was amazing. Cause it, I think it actually calmed Jim down a little bit, like his brother showing up and, you know, Michigan rode that villain role to perfection. There was nothing we could say. There was nothing the NCAA or big 10 could do. There was nothing Ohio state or Alabama or any of these teams could do. They were the best team in the country. You could make a hypothetical argument that, yeah, Georgia would have beat them, but Georgia wasn't there. So at the end of the day, they win the national title. There's no asterisk on it for me. There's no, I don't, I don't care. Like I just, they, they close it out. And next year we'll see, there'll be a lot of excitement around the 12 team era. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. The John Harbaugh story was that his plane was delayed from, from Baltimore. I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, they were diverted and they didn't land basically until kickoff and that's why he kind of came in like in the middle of the game to say hi to his brother or just kind of like let him know he was there real quick or something like that that was a cool moment in the game i thought that was really cool so all right before we get out of here uh final update bill sorry on the confidence contest i came from behind in the new year six i went five for six the only one i missed was the one pointer uh so i ended up taking the bowl game but of course, I got to give you credit two years in a row. You've gotten a championship game, and I have mm-hmm. not. I had uh, TCU covering last year. Didn't happen. I have Washington covering this year. Didn't happen. So you've getting me, you, you're getting me in the most important game. Right. I, I I've won the bowl contest. I won, uh, uh, or I won it this year, and then I won the, the regular season, but you have gotten the championship game. All right, trivia. Can you name the other CFP winning quarterback who threw for less than 200 yards? Probably Tua and Jalen, like combined, unless they got 200 combined, because it's hard to. Well Duke, done. Well, well Jalen didn't, didn't get 200 because I don't think he got more than 50. So um, it's just, I, if Tua came in, he probably didn't get 200 either. That was probably pretty close. 2017, Alabama over Georgia. Jalen Hurts had 21 yards passing. Yeah, he didn't get to 200. Tua came off the bench, threw for 166, and Alabama beat Georgia in overtime to win the national championship. So now J.J. McCarthy sits beside two NFL quarterbacks in this in this trivia situation, uh, Tua Tungavaiola and Jalen Hurts. So, all right, very good. Well, that's it for this segment of our show. Thank you to everybody for listening to the CFP Nation All-America podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. Our next show will take a more holistic view of the completed 2023 season. Uh, We'll talk a little realignment, a little Deion Sanders, and a little Tyler from Spartanburg. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon.